Welcome back, Das Babes. It's been a while. Oh my god, it's been too long. We we are sat outside a pub in Walthamstow, which is why you might hear the lads behind us. There's some guys in spandex, ladies and gentlemen. We're all quite excited about that. Yeah, I just tried to talk to them about football. Oh, they did really well, actually. But she did a whole turn around and she was like, Harry Kane. <laughs> you know, yeah, Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, but they hated it. It, no, was, it didn't go away. Dickheads, anyway. do a bloody update because we were planning to have our series three ready and with everyone by now this year but we went into lockdown and had our own personal crises <laughs> as i'm sure all of you have had uh, yeah. about what's been happening it's been it's been a stressful time okay so anyone um that's not been living under a rock these last the last year or so um rubina has been doing a podcast called brown girls do it too for the bbc brown girls do it too yeah. from the bbc asian network i'm okay with them trying something new because i'm brown i'm okay with being fetishized like that are you yeah does that turn you on are you like i think it de- definitely turns me on it's like, like colonialism kind of, well oh. less colonialism and more exoticism start with a guy once and he was telling me he was like you know how some guys have a yellow fever like as in they're into yeah. like east asian women yeah. uh, which i think is a little bit racist but whatever he was like i've got brown fever <laughs> <laughs> bbc sounds music radio podcast so tell this, me what awards you've won. Don't tell me about the podcast, <laughs> just tell me about the awards. I mean, we just won Best Overall Podcast of the Year, ACAST, British Podcast Award 2020. Um, and we won Best Sex and Relationships Podcast of the Year as well. So, yeah, two massive awards that were unexpected. Um, and so actually Das, in turn, has been getting some press for that because the, the birth of, of Brian Girls Do It Too was based on the producer listening to an episode of Das. It's very warm and lovely. It's quite graphic. It's quite silly. We're very flawed. We're trying to figure a life out, but very like strong and passionate as well. <laughs> you can women, you can be all these things. Oh my god, food's coming! Food's oh my coming, god, food's coming! Food's coming! Food's coming! Food's coming. Uh, jerk chicken, yes please. And a veggie burger. Thank you. No worries. Enjoy, guys. Thank you. <laughs> should we just turn this off, or we? Perhaps we should. Gonna... But yeah, so um, Brown Girls Go- Do It Too is available on BBC Sounds and all podcasting apps. And if you haven't listened listen and we're back we're back we're back we're back so we've moved into a house because we felt like it might be too noisy with the lads 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 there was a lot of lads that wasn't there yeah i did feel good being out with 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 people um Mm. but maybe for podcasting etiquette it's better to be here so where were we how has it been making a proper official podcast <laughs> that isn't just you and I pissing about? It's been amazing. Actually being ushered up to the eighth floor of Broadcasting House where Annie Mac, Trevor Nelson, that <laughs> whole Radio 1, One Extra, Asian Network crowd get to record. It's like such a privilege. So oh. has it been weird? Like, oh my God, yeah. I'm just really proud of you. I think it's great. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been it's been fun and, and great and weird and all the things that you don't expect. And Diane Abbott, bloody Diane Abbott. Diane Abbott, Tweeted yeah. you, which is, like, she's a hero of ours. Yeah, that was, I mean, that is She's amazing. one of our icons. Yeah, the fact that she 
said that she listened. The fact that she read the time. She said this. I'm sure she did listen. I don't mm. think she would. I don't think she would lie either. Um, yeah, no, that was really cool. Yeah, the press has been really good. I mean, like, you know, we've had mixed reaction. It's been, like, good and bad. And, and it's been really interesting to see how, like, the British press, press deal with us in terms of what questions they ask. You know, it's always, like, you know, how do your parents find that it's happened? Like, oh, do you feel any shame? Like, and I think those are questions that would be targeted at any woman. But sometimes they feel a little bit like, because we're Asian, we would have had more problems with it. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe we did. I don't know. It's hard to... No, I'd say there's definitely a presumption, and I think from a press perspective, they're probably looking for that story. Oh, um, kind of oppressed Asian women, ousted from family for talking about sex, and mm. the shame of it. I think the media loves to shame women around sex and their bodies particularly, and uh, Asian women have it tenfold. I'm, I'm so sure of that. And yeah. didn't I remember the thing that... I remember you saying to me when you were interviewed by someone, they said, do you like Pretty Patel? Oh, or yeah. What, what, did, you, what was the question? It was like, what do you think about Pretty Patel? <laughs> why? Like, why is she relevant to anything we're talking about? But if you're British Asian and you... You have to own everyone in your, cul- in your culture. Exactly. Anyone else brown, <laughs> we all answer for, which is just like, it's not, not fair, because it's not like you get to ask to like speak upon anyone who's like white and female. It just doesn't work like that. No. Um... But no, it's a fun, fun roller coaster, and it still is because series two is coming soon. Is it likely to be the new year, or are we thinking before Christmas? I think November is the first episode launch, so well, hey. soon mm. we'll be plugging that away. <laughs> so proud of you, mate! Ah, oh, thanks. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice to see. We need to get this podcast off the ground. This podcast. <laughs> we need to advertise the listening right now. Now is the time to clock in because this is the inspiration I'd like, for that. I'd like to advertise things that are close to my heart. Like, what would you like to advertise? Like laxatives. <laughs> I'm an avid laxative taker. Most days I take one. So Seneca, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I can really big you up. I can give you some personal experiences. I'd like to advertise those period pants. Yes. Because they're quite expensive and I'd like one for free. Yeah. Mm. Although there is a problem with them not catering for every size. Oh. They're still... Um, size bias right well that's problem. I've never tried them though so we should try those mm. we should do some product testing for series 3 we I totally think. should yeah so dear listeners the reason we haven't been able to do series 3 because you think oh why didn't we just do a lockdown podcast one because a lot of them have been weird and I, I didn't think we had the energy to bring you joy and if we're not bringing you joy then <laughs> what are we doing yeah so but it was much more our plan for series three was much more hands-on we were going to be experiencing things and going on journeys <laughs> into subjects so for example once we're allowed to touch each other again we were going to look into women and aggression and fighting and we were going to learn to fight <laughs> and have some fights and talk about female aggression and what that means in the world and we were hoping to do a few more road trips because after the strip club which was a highlight classic. Of... it was a classic episode from the history of das yeah the strip club episode made us realize we need getting out was actually really good, good for, for us. us yeah because yeah. we've kind of if you guys have listened from the beginning, you probably know what we think about a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, we're always changing and evolving, but um, yeah, it's good for us to be experiencing things. And in lockdown, that just didn't feel possible. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. The time has now come 
for us all to do more. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. How's your pandemic been? <laughs> it's had been... a good panny day. <laughs> good panny day. Yeah, it's been up and down, really. I think there's been like lots of moments of doubt and anxiety and life. I mean, our species is a threat. And when you really think about that, like, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think I've, like, had... I've made it through to the other side where I get that this is what we're doing now. That this Like, it takes a while to realise this is what life is now. And knowing that, I feel, like, much more able to tackle every day. But yeah. I definitely struggled. What about you? Yeah, I'm so pleased we didn't get told, first of all, that we were going to be in lockdown for so long. And then... One week, how slow it would be to get back to normal, you know. Mm. I think at first I was like, okay, three weeks, three weeks. <laughs> um, basically, I'm living with my husband's parents in the suburb of Yateley, which is a small town in North Hampshire. Your hometown? Hometown, glory. So I've basically been reliving my teenage years, walking around the streets that made me um, <laughs> and having a minor crisis. My main feeling of coming out of COVID and sort of meeting up with people, particularly you as my like cool London friend who's in the biz, <laughs> like I just feel really flabby, intellectually quite flabby. I feel out of touch and a bit foggy and a bit dreamlike. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I want to get going again. I feel like that too. I don't think that's a because you've been living in the suburbs thing. I think that is literally it's a the COVID. <laughs> I think it's a COVID fog. I think a lot of people were just like, whoa, what's happening? And I were coming out of, oh, we understand what's happening. I mean, we understand very simplistically what's happening because the mm. information is terrible. The government has handled everything awfully. Yes. We are getting mixed messages. Oh, we can't touch our older relatives. We can't hug our mum, but we can go and get fucked in the pub with like strangers. So like... You know, I think we're all coming out of a fugue state and it's totally normal. Mm. So what do you think about those cunts that don't put on a mask? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Yeah. And why... Why is it always white people? Interesting. Understanding it's it's me, the white person, (laughs) asking you, the Asian person. I saw you tweet about this today, actually, and I was like, you know, you're, you're right. From what I've seen, it has been, like white people talking about the privilege of like not wanting to and feeling this whole idea of like no government interference in our lives we are we don't need that shit and it's controlling us and actually uh, Charlie and I went for a coffee and we were queuing up to have a coffee with our masks oh my god yes (laughs) there was a woman behind us who didn't want to wear her mask and the woman at the coffee shop who was you know staff at the coffee shop said excuse me ma'am can you please put on your mask and she was like no I'm not a sheep it's all fake and it's actually... You've, you've missed a few fucks. <laughs> You're so BBC now. <laughs> she was, was so loud though, wasn't she? She was very loud. She was definitely trying to cause a scene. And she was definitely very anti it. Perhaps had read some conspiracy theories online um, about what's been happening. But I would just love for her to have met some people who I've met during lockdown who lost family members. Yes. You know, there was a guy in our office who lost his mum, his sister and his wife across three weeks. And it's just that's so stark. Like, I know people who've lost, like, their dads over three days. You know, like, mm. it's so intense, the, the kind of loss when it happened to your family, that if you are sitting there thinking you're on a mask, 
guess what it probably didn't affect you and so you probably have no idea the suffering that's gone on yeah um and then it's hard to relate it's hard for you to understand it's hard for you to have had the same covid experience as anyone else yeah established right we're all gonna have different ways that we dealt with it we were different families we have different structures but if you came from somewhere that was like dealing with grief daily having to hear about lots of different people in your community die like in the muslim community especially like yeah. lots of people couldn't wash their family members you know you couldn't really say goodbye to them because you couldn't you couldn't do the rituals of, of burying a body like mm. you normally did so a lot of people not just going through grief but they've never really been able to say goodbye properly that's one end of it and then yeah. you can have one end where you didn't know anyone and all you saw was like you know hyped up news and and masks and everyone's working from home and it just feels a bit like convenient and you're making sourdough bread and you know like <laughs> you know and life can feel a bit different but not harmed yeah you could have had a completely different experience this, yeah. this summer you know like the inequality of our country has been amplified and if yeah. you can't see that you you can't live under a rock anymore i just think it's too no. it's too difficult to and i think the 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 breadth of the you know the numbers of people who've died across the world of people who've got seriously sick and you know the amount of hardship that's been created by this pandemic I kind of think we're in a position now, and what's frustrating me about the the headlines and the way the news are reporting it is that they're they're reporting it as if it's a political stance, as if it's it's like, oh, I think this is good for the economy. No, I think this is good. It's mm. not. And you know, we I'm not saying it's exactly the same thing, but we have laws about Holocaust deniers because people lost lives. It was a real thing, and to deny something that is just so huge and so painful and and you know, how, how are we letting people get away with spreading this disinformation on the streets and online? Because it's so, so dangerous. Mm. And, I mean, I'm always kind of erring on the side of um, restriction, right? I feel like whenever we talk about <laughs> yeah. an, an issue, I'm always, like, I'm always like, make a law. Why is there not a law? But there should, for me, there should be, as there's penalties to pay for having large gatherings or... Um, I don't know if you, there's a mask penalty. Is there a mask penalty you get fined? If you're there right? isn't in, in this country at the moment. Yeah, you can yeah. get fined. So I think that's that's a good thing because you're putting someone at risk as if you would if you were driving mm. over the speed limit mm-hmm. in a school zone or, you know, you're putting people at risk by doing that. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling really uh, powerless, as, as always, with, <laughs> with these situations and really disappointed to see... Well, not, I'm not surprised, but, you know, seeing this is led by the the white, seemingly right wing that I kind of feel a responsibility for as a community, as a white person. Mm. But, you know, I, I don't know how to reach that person, <laughs> those people. I don't really know. Do you think the right wing is having a, a resurgence? I mean, that's a lot of people often say that about the right wing. But do you feel yeah. like this pandemic has, has created something new? I think in the circles that I run in, I don't run with. I don't run the with Ku these Klux people. Yeah, I don't, I don't run with these people. But the people on my kind of wider circles on social media, I think, yeah, mm. I think with um, obviously after the death of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement becoming, um, you know, such a talking point and and such an uprising around the world people are really showing their colours mm. and I try to make a promise of myself not to delete people and not to ignore things so I've been having a lot of 
kind of DMs with people going, hey, what you've said there. <laughs> and I think people are, I mean, I've definitely been blocked by a few people. I've <laughs> sent them like some information that mm. I've tried to help and it's not really worked. But um, yeah, I'm really worried about the right at the moment. It's, I don't know what we can do to stop it because we've got a right wing government mm. in power here and in America with Trump and it would be really interesting to have some of the conversations that we have with some you know right-leaning people to talk to them about stuff like i would love to get an all lives matter protester activist i don't know what they reference themselves as on this podcast Mm. um not to give them airtime uh in that kind of salacious sense but to really try and have a discussion with them about where they're at because i think that the fact that brexit happened the fact that trump got elected makes me realize how detached we are sometimes um, and I would love to reconnect and I'm desperate yeah. to reconnect actually and to, to understand a bit more about where where our feeling is as a country because I still want to believe that we are a united country a united kingdom a united <laughs> kingdom <laughs> a kingdom that is that shall remain united yeah I still want to believe that I definitely am optimistic about yeah. us I think with the NHS we are right mm. yeah we're all out there pots and pans oh my god oh. you should have seen the people down there down my in-laws road <laughs> everyone out there's a street party oh nice oh bloody I'm gonna not say bloody there um <laughs> V-Day oh yeah so round where I am the Union Jacks came out mm. stayed out for much longer than I was comfortable with <laughs> how I did think... you feel when people when the statues came down this statue of a 17th century slave trade owner Edward Coulson in Bristol stands no more protesters then dragged it through the street to the harbour liberated is that a terrible thing to say i was victor- i was cheering i think that there's that something first one came down there's something beautifully anarchistic that you can revel in um at the same time and just be like yeah fuck it the system's so corrupt let's go and that's kind of the heart of rioting yeah that's the heart of rioting it's like when you've been oppressed for so long you just decide to actually let go and there's a really interesting like psychology of when we all break and it was to me it was really fun to watch them rip down Coulson and throw him in the river I think that was so amazing um and political and wonderful and to have young people mixed you know races and ages coming together to do that felt like a really great symbol for Bristol so like yeah big up Big up Bristol people who went and did that. Like, it's so cool for the rest of the country to watch and, and, and also remind us that we are just as bad as America. Because we always think we're not. We always think we're doing better, but we are oh, just yeah. as bad as them. What about you? Do you remember what you thought or where you were? Bloody loved it. <laughs> I was so pleased. And it, there was a lot of criticism about white people being there. And um, it was a mixed crowd, um, but I think white people centering themselves as it happened, maybe some of the clips showed just predominantly the white people doing it. But um, on a personal level, I felt quite um, f- felt quite good about that, just because I I would want to see change come about with with people joining together rather than it. You know, the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not my position to speak on behalf of black people but I want to make sure that I'm visible with them of course um I I mean I wasn't there I was at home on my phone kind of just cheering along um but yeah it was important for for me 
as a, as a white person to see see something that I felt was extremely positive and moving mm. to be done and that's captured on video that's part of our history now as a country it's made us rethink our history as a country like that is so huge like a country where you know we grew up and had no colonial history in our history GCSEs or A-levels to now suddenly be like let's reflect and I think it's just such a poor example for Boris Johnson to talk about you know how I mean what did he say he was like let's stop whining being wet about looking back and let's be proud of our history you can be simultaneously proud of a country's history and ashamed like that can absolutely happen yeah. you can be heroes at war but also know that you had to kill somebody like it's, yeah, that's yeah. true politic like I, I think he he's missed the, the point there and, and British people have this amazing like way to look back at colonialism and think they like really helped countries and transform the landscape of, of politics in the world democracy establishing democracy establishing like freedom to vote like huge things happened but in that you know progress so many people's lives were harmed and it's impossible to ignore it the only reason i'm in this fucking country is because of colonialism Mm. like i wouldn't be here otherwise and my life would be completely different and i'm obviously incredibly grateful to be here and have had a happy time but i wish this country would acknowledge the history oh yeah you know it's waking up to so much stuff there's still so much i don't know and trying to to learn it this summer had any impacts on your life at all that made you pick up, you know, Reniello Lodges, why I'm no longer talking to white mm. people, which seems to be the base thing that people yeah. are trying to do at the moment, communicating, they're reading some sort of like black literature on Twitter. Fucking brilliant. Because that's one step in the right direction. That, I mean, it's one step forward. We're, we're already so far behind. So let's, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, it's nice to be back. Next nice time, back. let's talk more about boobs and bums and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a heavy return back to Das. It's been a heavy it. year. It's, it's been, been a heavy year, yeah. It's and heavy. if you want to get in touch with us, do contact us on Instagram at thisisdas. Uh, just DM us. Send us some ideas or questions Not as dick well. pics, though, because I've been getting a lot of dick pics recently, <laughs> and I think they're from quite young men. Young dicks. Like, they just seem like young dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a face, but it looks We young. only want old dicks or fannies, yeah. please. Yeah.